It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're looking at the new Captain America suit. Dun, dun, dun. We're, squ- we're squinting, though. We're this, squinting to look at it. <laughs> it is, it is. what do you say, telephoto lens season. They are back yes. in, and we are we're gonna be, we're going to be using those to our advantage. Um, Disney Plus drops it like it's hot. We're going to talk about this. Means this is a double entendre, Mike, if you will. Yes, there's, there's like, two, in, two ways. Both definitions, yes. Of yes, hot. and and drop dropping in a good yeah. way, and dropping in a bad way. So, um, Mortal Kombat fights his way back into the news. Yo, nothing on that one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's all. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. And more. And more. So <laughs> sorry to uh, leave you hanging. Damn. I just I just kept thinking about. Uh, Chris is in a really funny scenario right now, which he has been bringing up to me the last couple of weeks, and I just wanted to talk about it on his behalf because I just find it really funny. Uh, so, a um, little inside baseball. Now that we've hit the summer months, yes. uh, Chris seems to be mowing his lawn uh, just before we record the podcast. So, I I think that's a I think that's like good uh, atmosphere for people to imagine when they're yeah. listening to you. They can smell the fresh cut glass grass clippings. You know, yeah. you might be a little dewy. From uh, being outside, I, he's, I usually, he's recording I, in his cool basement, so it's like refreshing I've, for him. I got a tank top on and shorts, but I usually try to rinse off before I get in here. But you know, you still got that summer sweat, right? That heat still on your body when, you, yes. when I'm getting down here. And and, and like in, in true like homeowner fashion, uh, Chris is always like competing with the Joneses next door of who gets uh. to the yard first, which is so funny to me as somebody that like would love a yard one day, but don't have one currently. Um, I do love how it's, it's, it's really just um, peer pressure or neighborhood pressure to like cut your lawn. I yeah. feel like if there was like a, an, like an alien infestation, like a mind hive, and we just like turned off the parts of our brain that wanted to like, compete over lawns people just wouldn't mow them anymore Mm -hmm. you know like there's like a couple like families right in every neighborhood that like actually use the lawn to all of its surface area but like most of the time it is just like we're just gonna make this look good so (laughs) i'm about to get a a sign that says a pollinator habitat and just stick it in the yard and say that would mow (laughs) the rest of the year exactly but the best part about this all is uh, yes, there are double standards out there for uh, genders out there in the world. So we're not going to litigate what what is or isn't yeah. good or bad about being a gender. But I do find it really funny that apparently Chris has uh, uh, teenage girl neighbors that often so like to awkward. come out in the summer in their bikinis, and I'm sure their high school letter jackets aren't far uh, far by, yeah. and they're like sunning out by the by the pool, and Chris has to do his best just to like. I try it's not like to a, not do this at the. I try, yes. like, I'm like I'm like I'm, I don't want to be the creepy neighbor who's always mowing when they're out by the pool. I'm like I try to like pick a different time every week. I'm like I'm gonna mow in the morning. All right, mow in the afternoon. It never fails. Someone is always out there. I'm like. I'm not trying to bother you. I'm not trying to be out here at the same time, but I can't stop mowing halfway through. It's just classic sitcom scenario, yeah. and I love it because, like, it doesn't matter, like, what you do because, like, if the if the dad next door, you know, is, like, 
you know, gruff enough. Like if he's overprotective, it doesn't matter what you say. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that guy's always out there mowing his lawn. Uh, like, well, what am I supposed we, to mow my lawn? <laughs> Thankfully, we are in good terms with him. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm trying to be cognizant. I'm like, I don't want to be what they say. Like, I have the creepy neighbors out mowing his lawn every time we're out here. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, I have to start in the front so everybody knows what I'm doing by the time I get there. Yeah. But we just weird. have to hope that the next, uh, you know, the next version of the scenario doesn't pop up, pop up the escalation, right? Where the teenager next door starts to have the crush on the older man. No, no, it's no, just, stop it gets it. harder. You this... got like, no, get away from, no, this is bad. This no. looks bad. I, I, I like and the, then I like, like the... your wife walks in and she's like, no, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to stick to the first half of this where it's more like a, like a Malcolm in the middle situation, like where it's like, I feel like his dad, right? Like it's just wrong time, wrong place. And I'm just like, I, I'm just going to go, right? And uh, it's so all. funny. It's not, this is, it's not this, funny, but thank you. <laughs> this is all good atmosphere for yeah. Chris as he records this podcast. Yes. He's getting over awkward scenarios, hot outside. I'm going to enjoy – I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to sit here and enjoy my Sprite Limonade, Mike, and just let you just, just go on about it. He's in the southern part of the Midwest, too, so at any given point in time, he could, like, slip and fall into, like, a bottomless cave because yeah, they're over there. And so. I might land right on top of Yo-Yo Ma playing with, <laughs> with the orchestra in the cave. So you never know what you're going to find around here. But, oh, yeah. But speaking what of fun, the talented artist, time. Mike, uh, <laughs> I'm going to let you jump into your first thing you watch here. Yeah, I finally got around to watching uh, Boz Lerman's uh, 2022 uh, I guess uh, award-winning hit uh, Elvis. Uh, I'm not super familiar with uh, Boz Lerman or really anyone in this movie except for uh, Tom Hanks. And uh, I was caught off guard because uh, I don't know if this is like Boz Lerman's like normal kind of like flavor or taste, but there are some parts of this movie that are like really trippy. Like they do their best to like really engage you into the story. Maybe he kind of takes it from a point of view of like, Oh, a lot of people already know the story behind Elvis. He's already one of the most iconic, like, you know, celebrities of all time. So how can I find other ways Mm -hmm. to get into the story? Uh, I'm sure that this was controversial maybe for an older crowd that went to see this movie, but they kind of do remixes in the score of Elvis songs. Songs and then like modern artists. So there's one point in time where Elvis is like walking down a street and like you can hear Nicki Minaj in the background, which was kind of crazy. But then they do the, these awesome like crazy like match cuts when they scene transition, which I think is the most impressive part of the movie is probably the, I guess the editing, the post-production side of things. Uh, but uh, Tom Hanks absolutely like disappears into the role it's like pretty amazing it's like the first time i think i've ever seen hanks in a movie where i forget it's him you know talk about like iconic you know celebrities tom hanks is one as well and you can always just like oh i'm watching tom hanks he's a great actor right but it's sometimes it's kind of hard to sell uh separate the the fame from like the role but like maybe it's the fat the, the like the fat bodysuit that he wears when he's like playing elvis's uh manager slash agent but yeah. man he did a great he did a great job it was a it was amazing but yeah i wasn't expecting so much like flair and like intensity to like just the stylization of the movie you know uh it i I think also now since there's been like just so many iconic biopics made recently and just over the years they almost always kind of follow like a formula right because it seems all of these famous people seem to retread the same historic 
uh, points in their careers. There's always drugs. There's always downfall. Like there's always some like shitty business person that's like stealing your money. Right. It, it just always goes along this. And then it's always like a coin flip, right? If it's like a happy ending or a sad ending for the character. Uh, so yeah, o- overall I, it was pretty interesting and I'd recommend it. I mean, if you got HBO max slash max it max this, this week, uh, yeah, this is one of our topics. Yeah. What we're going to be talking about. Yeah. It's uh, it's streaming over there, so I I check it out. It's a little long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes, so you got to dedicate a little bit of time to it. One of those movies where like if you pause it, where you think you're close to the end, like you know to go to the bathroom or get a drink, and then you look at the play scrub, and you're just like, oh god, there's a lot of this movie still left. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I don't. Have you seen it, Chris? No, no, it's on it's on the the to do list, but I did know it was like a time commitment, right? I'm like I I want to sit down and make sure I have the time set aside to watch it. Uh, for yeah, that. So, I mean, yeah. they do a good job of getting into the story quickly. Like, you would think it would have been a longer setup to get Elvis to be famous and successful, but he's he's pretty much uh, an, an icon by the, like, the end of, like, the first act of the movie. So, at least you really get into, like, the meat of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking up Boz Lerman's um, history because I just, yeah. I, he's, a, he's a familiar uh, name, but I just really haven't seen anything that he's done um oh, he's done all, he's wow he's primarily been a, i wasn't expecting his credits to primi- primarily be writing um oh it looks like he did uh moulin rouge romeo yeah. romeo plus juliet oh, okay now all of the style the stylization is starting to like um, he's a very um you know eccentric fellow if you will uh from, mm-hmm. from my understanding um oh wait I, just kidding he he has a lot of directing here i the way imdb just kind of separated things it, it, um he, yeah he, correct me did he do the great gatsby is that the other one uh, yes of? okay mm-hmm. i think that was his last movie maybe um so yeah i'm not i'm not surprised you know um with that but yeah absolutely so that's, that's fun and then um you're also revisiting another show it looks like here on, on based yeah on this list. uh something i've never seen before but decided to dive into uh and i didn't realize it was an hbo show i just kind of always coded it in my head as like a a showtime or like maybe even like a cinemax type of thing but it's got the hbo bumper at the front of it and i'm weirdly enough watching it on hulu which that, that doesn't make any sense to me but true blood mm-hmm. i'm only a couple episodes into the series that ran almost the exact same time that Breaking Bad ran. So it's a show kind of out of that iconic age of television. And it's, I would say it's, it's fun, right? It's definitely dramatic. It's about vampires, but I was caught off guard on the plot. I had no idea what what I was getting into. I knew it had vampires involved, but like it hits the ground running right at the opening. And it's about like, oh, vampires have come out of the shadows and they're trying to be political and pass like a vampire kind of like, um, like, um, not registration act, but I think that's actually what they do call it in the show, but like um, equal rights for vampires type of situation. So I thought like that was kind of an interesting take that I hadn't seen on vampires before. And it just came out in 2008. So I guess nobody's really tackled something exactly like it before. So I was like, Oh, this is interesting. They've made like um, a synthetic blood, not unlike Morbius and <laughs> maybe think of Morbius. Uh, so now vampires can like live in peace amongst the humans. Cause they can just drink this, synthetic blood that was just invented so i don't know it's interesting seeing anna paquin again right you know her more iconically known as rogue from the original run of the x-men and then get to see her again and probably 
what she's probably more well known for for people that watch True Blood because she's like a main character, and I assume she's been in every episode, you know, for let's see here, tw- 2008 to 2014 for like six years. So yeah, interesting to revisit Anna Paquin. So if you're just, <laughs> it's funny too because it feels very kind of like late um, 2010s in a way. Uh, like that kind of vibe of like we're serious but we're also being like edgy but things are also kind of like campy and corny so if you're looking for that cross section it really hits i always get this confused with vampire diaries because like there was like that big vampire boom right there but yeah this twilight vampire diaries and everything else for a while yeah i don't know anything about vampire diaries but i think that's kind of i feel like that's more like teenage bent to me almost in a way but i haven't seen it i'm no obviously no vampire expert if i'm just getting around to true blood now in the year 2023 uh but it's on hulu weirdly enough it could be on hbo i don't know what kind of deal it has on there uh but uh go check it out for for some fun vampire stuff okay all right uh i'm gonna i'm gonna flip that and kind of lean into the the big um the big movie this weekend is Fast X, right? Fast 10. Mm-hmm. Your seatbelts is what I'm calling it. Uh, fa- get it? Fast 10. You <laughs> anyway. Well, there are seatbelts that do make an X as yeah. you put them on, depending on what kind of car you're in. I don't know if anyone wears seatbelts in these movies, Mike. I never really stopped to look because <laughs> I don't – again, there, there are cars occasionally. But uh, we, we, we are several – we are two movies behind in the Fast franchise, my wife and I. So we went and got uh, caught up on Fast Hobbs and Shaw, the the Rock and Jason Statham spinoff movie, right? That um, came out. I want to say like 2019, 2020. That I swear to God, I thought you saw at the same time I did, and we yeah. did a spoiler cast. But then I looked up on our website and I was like, "We never talked about this movie. What am I doing? <laughs> am I going through a fever yeah. dream?" Yeah, it's fine. Um, so and, and and really, this is one of those movies. I was like, you know, it's it's you know, it's eight o'clock. Uh, on a Friday, I've got nothing going on. You know, I've got to travel on Saturday to a wedding, so like I don't want to really like start a project or do anything. So let's just pop this on and see how it goes. And um, this this movie is exactly kind of how I expect it to be, right? Uh, they the, the the leads fight a little bit, and then they're buddies at the end. Um, but you know, it's uh, the the cameos as I was texting Mike during this. I had no idea we're in here. Yeah, and, and I that's was the receiving best part the of cameos uh, contextless because I forgot you were watching the movie and you were yeah. just like, Ryan Reynolds, exclamation mark. And I was like, what? What What happened? Uh, Is it trending? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I think I pretty much said I'm watching Hobbs and Shaw and then the next sentence was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no, yeah. I didn't say anything. No. no, I did. Yeah, we talked about that. It was Meg versus Black Adam is what I called this. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, the cameos are are hilarious. You know, Ryan Reynolds is in this. Spo- no, no spoiler alert. It's fun. And then um, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Hart makes an appearance as well. It's, it's really entertaining. I will say though, I I did. I thought it was so stupid at the end. And Mike, you've seen this movie, right? So it's whenever they do the 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 truck is holding the helicopter down, and then they have like a chain of four cars, like they've all hooked up to each oh, other, yeah. and they're trying to pull the helicopter down. And I'm like, oh no, how are they going to do this? I bet. I hope they have some NOS. And what do they do? They have NOS in the first car. <laughs> then they have NOS in the second car, Mike. NOS in the third car. And I'm like, I looked at my wife. I'm like, no, they're not going to do four NOS. They're not going to do quad NOS in this movie. What do they do? Quad NOS in this movie, Mike. We haven't oh, seen yeah. NOS in Fast and Furious in forever, but they pull off four, four in a row right there. Um, and uh, it was just. It was so fun, like, because it's so stupid, and I know it was so stupid. I was like, 
this is great to have a drink and watch this because I don't <laughs> have any affinity for what happens in this. And I know, um, at least most of the characters, you know, again, like the rock and Jason Statham, they have those contracts where like, you know, I can only punch you as much as you punch me and we have to, you know, do everything. You know, I, we, there can be no definitive winner at the end of our, our fights or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no one's really going to care. This is just going to be ridiculous, but it was, it was entertaining to watch kind of all around so i'm excited to dive into fast nine maybe maybe even tonight maybe if i'm feeling frisky i'll get in a fast nine tonight mike before um getting to watch fast 10 because it just came out in theaters this weekend mm-hmm. uh so um yeah i i'm sure i'm very very behind on watching this because these movies make way too much money but i i could see them doing another fast spinoff right like a, like a hobbs and shaw or like a uh I pick another at at a third character. Is it John Cena in this too? Whatever his character was, is it Hobbs Shaw and uh, is he Tor- a Toretto? Right, Dom is he Dom's brother in Fast Nine or something? I mean, I'm surprised they're all family. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been like a, a female led kind of spinoff franchise mm-hmm. that's been pitched. You know, we we've seen that like rumor pop in and out of uh, Marvel for a while of like, yeah. oh, let's kind of like the recreate A-Force. that moment in Endgame you know, and turn it into like a, a franchise. So I, you know, they could yeah. do that. I mean, I, I can't even keep track of the amount of people that are in Dom's crew at any mm-hmm. given time, or I guess his well, quote unquote family. So I'm sure that there's plenty of people in there it, that can make spinoffs. Are you a villain in this movie? Because then you're going to be on the team in the next movie. He's like, remember yes. when you killed me? I respect you for killing me. I'm alive now again, and I'm going to join your team. Or, uh, as we've seen, it goes even the other way around in this franchise. You can start off good in the family and yeah. then get turned and be bad. Right. And I was talking with somebody yesterday uh, about it, and I was like, you realize they haven't even technically removed um, – what's his name? Uh, he's Brian in the movies. Uh, oh my God. The other actor who died. He died in real life. Uh Paul Walker. Paul Walker is still mm-hmm. technically alive in this universe somehow. And I'm like, are yeah, they, and are I they ever going to do something with this? Or are they just going to well, like I, leave him off? Cause... Yeah, and I thought I saw like headlines or something somewhere where like his character and some facet was going to be like, I don't know if it was like mentioned again or seen again, but I imagine whatever it is, it's got to be respectable. Yeah. In a way. And, and if Fast 11 is the last one, they've talked about maybe making it three-parters as, as everything does. If it's 11, they've got to do something with it, right? Like they like they don't have to kill him off, but like maybe like hey, you know he has gone off to be a dad. We're never gonna touch this topic again, right? Like hey, but you know they gotta have him at the barbecues. Gotta have mm-hmm. him at those barbecues with the um, it's not Heineken was uh, Coronas. You gotta have Coronas at the barbecue with the, with the family. <laughs> I, you uh, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Have you ever watched by the numbers YouTube videos? The guys who. Um, By the, the fandom, it sounds it sounds familiar. It's a, it, the what? guy who does the honest tra- who writes the honest trailers. He it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From he used to be in Screen Junkies until he bought my fan. Mm-hmm. He, does, he does. They did a By the Numbers Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Like how many how many gratuitous booty shots? How many you know how much liquor or like or beer is in this? Uh, stuff like that. It was pretty entertaining. So I, I recommend checking that out. We watched it. I watched what, it this week before that. What was Fast Nine called? Oh, just F Nine. Yeah. I'm uh I'm trying to do a Fate Biden. of the Furious. I'm trying to do a. Oh, it was called Fate of the Furious. Well, Eight was Fate of the Furious, and Fast Nine was oh F Nine. Yeah. Fate. I'm trying to do like a um uh the numbers dot com uh, comparison. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, but I can't. I'm trying to get F9 to show up in the search bar. Did, I think if, if you, you just type ta- F, type Fast and Furious Nine. I think it, they they technically it, that is the yes. name of it. I'm doing it right now I'm with not, you. I'm, I, F9, the Fast Saga, Fast and Furious Nine in parentheses. Okay, it's weird. It won't show up for me. Let's maybe I have to do the Fast Saga. Oh, there we go. I have to type the Fast Saga. I think two yeah. characters isn't enough for it to autocomplete. That's the problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Fast X, I'm looking at the green line. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's trending uh, the same as F9 right now. I'm just trying to see, like, box office-wise, like, it, it, theoretically, is there, a, is there a box office number that they reach that unlocks the third part three, you oh, know, of Fast this, X? <laughs> the, the, this, this franchise will never be done. Like, I don't care how many times they tell us, it will never be done, right? There will always be more. There will always be another one. Um, so, like, you know, this is... Uh, it's just a money maker, and it's really you know they even kicked out the director. What was it Justin Lin and brought in like a a, a fall guy? Um, yeah, you just need, these are the these are the type of movies where you just need a yes man yeah. to uh, point the camera and listen to Vin Diesel. And, so just do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, and there's like some I was uh, this is way too much about the fast movies, but like there's some <laughs> sort of contract or some sort of deal where it's like Vin Diesel can do everything with the movie but direct it kind of thing like there's some stipulation where he cannot direct the movies and that's like the only thing stopping him from (laughs) directing these movies is like this this contract thing so uh i'm excited to kind of follow fast 10 see how it goes um you know we we are in a really interesting year for film movies in theaters right like i was talking to somebody uh, a buddy of mine like um dungeons and dragons and super mario brothers are now on streaming or at least rental to stream and he was able to watch both this week. I'm like, you you got two pretty good movies to watch this week. Like, mm-hmm. you know, very entertaining films like, you know, that, you know, there's Guardians, there's Fast 10, um, Evil Dead Rise, I've heard was very gruesome, but enjoyable if you're an Evil Dead person. Um, and then we've got all these other movies coming up, by, um, you know, uh, Spider-Verse, uh, Indiana Jones, uh well, there's like something that, like we talked about every, every week in yeah, June, The Flash. The Flash. Soon. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we are, we are just in a really good, um, I guess, if you like to go out and watch the movies, this is a great great time to do so for that. So, um, yeah. But, uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get off fast. We're, we're going to jump into actual news here. Sorry, sorry folks. We, we, did, we, we, we dove down a rabbit hole. <laughs> so let's jump into uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, Mike. That movie, I forgot that even existed uh, until, Ooh, until uh, this week. It is, uh, will be dropping on streaming on May 23rd on the newly renamed Max service. So when it renames on Max on Tuesday, um, it will, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods will be on there. So if you were able to not watch it or didn't want to watch it and currently have a Max um, subscription, you'll be able to watch it uh, on Tuesday on streaming. So yeah, you got to be able to uh, premiere with something because I don't think there's a whole. Because, like, it's crazy. There's a lot of – their biggest show, Succession, I think is going to be ending – well, I guess they're timing this just right where you'll be able to watch the very last episode of Succession, the series finale, on, Max. on the Max platform. You'll, you'll, have to, to... you'll have to swap <laughs> over, and that's going to be all their numbers right there. Yeah, exactly. Um, there, I did. They have a release date for June, June, like all the content coming in June. There's a lot of, like, classic movies on there, and I was kind of impressed with that. Um but we'll talk about another movie coming to Max uh, in June as well. But so uh, look, I, I, Max has some actual movies coming to it. Looks like they're licensing, so I'm excited to check it out. But Shazam: Fury of the Gods, if you didn't catch it, and want to watch it uh, in the safety of your own home, feel free to do so. Uh, starting Tuesday on Max. 
On the flip side, I was I got my uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania steelbook in, Mike, and with that, uh, it dropped on Disney Plus the same day the physical release came out this week. So, if you've not caught Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, uh, you can catch it on Disney Plus, and that includes the IMAX version. So don't forget, most of these Marvel movies have an IMAX version when you go and click um, additional details or something on the menu. Mm. So you can catch it on did, there. Did you get a um, like a popcorn, like a fancy popcorn bucket for Quantum Mania? I don't remember. Yeah, I have the helmet. It's the helmet member. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this I was did. just this was just my segue yeah. to bring it back to Fast and the Furious Maybe because I sent Mike <laughs> the Fast and Furious popcorn. Uh, bucket, which is essentially it's Dom's black card that flips up, like the whole thing in half, folds the, in half, and you just put the popcorn in it, kind of thing. The, the best part about this was it was a, um, it was just a square like JPEG like showing up in my iMessage, and you know I think I had just woken up, so I had to like zoom in on the picture, and I'm scrolling from left to right, so I just see like a photo of like a car. I'm just like, okay, what is this? Is this like, <laughs> is this like Robbie Reyes's like Ghost Rider car? We're getting like a first look at it from a toy run or something. And then like I sc- I keep scrolling over and then I see like oh it's like something Fast and the Furious like why is Chris sending me this and then I get all the way to the right of the picture and then I see it's like opened <laughs> up like a clamshell and there's like popcorn in there yeah so funny uh, <laughs> would that make it a convertible technically the way this works know. at this point I just I find these things so silly I yeah. there's a part of me that almost almost wants to start collecting them even yeah. if i don't care about the movie franchise because it's just like somebody in a room is just like there's this movie this i it's funny i say this movie x is coming out and i usually use x as a placeholder but in this case it works for the movie mm. there's this movie coming out xyz and oh, i no. need to make a popcorn bucket from it uh, select any object from inside the movie and cut it in half and turn it into a bucket it's so wow. funny to me I mean, yeah, I, I didn't get Guardians because I didn't care for, like, their designs and pricing on them for Guardians. But, like, some of them are pretty cool. And I think just eating your popcorn out of Ant-Man's head, like, it's like a, a brain is kind of entertaining to me. It's it's also, like, a somewhat affordable way to kind of get, like, a, a 3D, like, prop from the movie, right? Like, no. if you were going to get, like... You know, like a, a licensed merchandise of like one of Ant-Man's the Man's hel- yeah. Man's helmet. You know, it would be like kind kind of expensive, right? Because you'd want they want to make it so like it's nice and you could put it on. But if you just want something like silly that you can just like throw on like a shelf at your office or something like that, yeah. like these popcorn buckets are like what like maybe like twenty five bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, they're twenty five, and they usually come with popcorn that you don't have to put in the container. You can just like they'll mm-hmm. give you a bucket of popcorn with it. I'm like, thank you. This is nice. I don't have to clean this out later. So. Uh, yeah, we, we've been making a, a progress. I wouldn't say progress. Like, we're collecting, again, popcorn bucks that are cool. We're going to put them on the little uh, floating shelves in the movie room that we have in our basement. So, um, But I'm not going to buy this car, Mike. That, that, that car looks <laughs> – it's cool, but I'm not, I don't need the car. But that, that's fine. So, uh, anyway, The Wasp, anyway, back uh, back to that. It's on Disney+. Plus. So, if you haven't caught that, you've got some watching to do uh, this week as you guys get ready for your Memorial Day next weekend. So, ta-da. Unless you're out grilling and, and hanging by the pool, do that instead. But that's pretty, pretty, pretty solid. Uh, let's shift gears into Captain America: New World Order. Mike, this movie is out filming. I thought it was not filming because of the writer strike, but apparently they're out filming. Um, first things first, we have Anthony Mackie through a telephoto lens. There is so much grain in this image. I mean, it's <laughs> it, you can probably you know. Uh, you just squint. You got to squint, like you said earlier, from distance. But you can see a darker, like more like Captain America, the Winter Soldier outfit on him yeah, than the white one he had. 
that's the vibe I got right now. And if you, you are listening and not looking at this photo, this is a, a extremely long telephoto lens, as Chris was saying, by the grain. And it's Anthony Mackie standing behind what I would assume is like an airplane wing. It looks like it they're looks on like. an airplane, like a runway, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but like an airplane plane wing like that low to the ground. He's either up on a platform or it's like a smaller plane, but like the airplane steps are also folded out too. So I don't know. There might be some like forced perspective going on here, but essentially you can only see him from like nipples up and then like groin down to the knees. So like we don't have a lot to go off of, but you can see a little bit of the shield there. Yeah. Um, You can't see much of it. Knowing his original suit was like when we last saw him at the end of Falcon and Shoulder, it was almost too white. It was like very white Mm -hmm. base with like the blue, um, you know, highlights and red. This is completely opposite. This looks like literally he stole this off of Steve Rogers, like closet from the winter soldiers is a dark blue. There's some, some red in his shoulders. It's Mm -hmm. got the star in the middle with the, like the, the, I guess the, not wings, but like the air, like the lines coming off of it on his chest. Mm -hmm. Um, looks pretty solid. Like it looks pretty solid. Yeah. People online are already coming at the hot takes with just this very small look at the suit of like, oh, they already had the perfect suit from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's just like, you can't even see the whole suit. It's not even in action. Like, right. well, and, <laughs> like, and also like this happens, this happens every Marvel iteration. They yeah. always update the suit, which I think is cool. Like it's one of the few kind of like suspensions of disbelief that I give to superhero franchises and I don't care what the franchise is whether it's Marvel or DC I just expect the costume department to update the costume every mm-hmm. iteration and then I just give myself like just my own little fun head canon of like oh then you know they the, the character just updated the suit on their own in between movies or something yeah. like that and like there there's like this whole like conversation when we were touch- just talking about Shazam where like the director uh, was like on Twitter trying to explain like why the suits had changed be- yeah. between like the first movie and second movie and why when they did the flashback to the first movie they updated they the, the suits, suits and, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like you don't you don't even need to get that into it like I think audiences now are just trained the suits will change right and it, you don't have to canonically it's, explain it I mean th- they kind of explain it a little bit with Iron Man but he's always yeah. tinkering so that right. makes sense yeah yeah he, he set up the iterations right like mm-hmm. you know Captain America we didn't get the same suit from World War Two that we did in, in modern day like you know obviously they're gonna change his suit out after 70 mm-hmm. years but like you know for this like obviously and the same thing with the again i think captain america movies he's got a suit for different things right like this captain america his blue suit was more like a stealth suit right rather mm-hmm. than his his more red and white one you know this looks I, if he's wearing that white one around all day that would be very uncomfortable i feel as like it's a his, um like what do they say uh, i'm sure the armed services Civvies. crowd would know better it, yeah it's or it's his um it's his dress whites. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To me, this is like a civilian clothes. Like, yeah, I'm still Captain America, but I don't have to be. I don't have to be fancy. But that brings us to the next photo, which is another telephoto lens, even smaller. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to hit Command Plus on my computer for this you, one. You have to zoom in. So we get to see Anthony Mackie, the ba- the, the exact same plane wing guarding, like blocking him in the same thing. But we see him from behind. He's got his red, his red. Um, Red boots there, very red boots, like kind of even metallic looking, if you will. They, they almost look like they were stripped from an Iron Man suit. And I don't know if I'm uh, internalizing this or my brain is trying to complete patterns, but it almost looked like there's like a little like thruster outcropping on the well, calf. He, I don't. He is, uh, he is Falcon. To... He did have mm-hmm. he did have thrusters in his backpack, so they may have given some extra ones, right, for his feet to, mm-hmm. to do stuff. But um, 
again, this kind of makes me think maybe the suit, like they're going to CGI stuff over it, right? A little bit to, to kind of mm-hmm. blend it. It doesn't, that doesn't look natural on his legs right now. Um, or like something he would normally do. But I would say if you count heads from, from Anthony Mackie go over two, you're going to see a dude in like kind of green and tan, like uh, mm-hmm. military. So this is the actor, uh, I put it down here, Danny Ramirez, or maybe it's the character's name, Danny Ramirez. It's the guy from the Falcon Winter Soldier who helped Anthony Mackie find all the stuff, right? His buddy who was like, hey, can I wear your Falcon suit? And he's like, no. They give him a Falcon suit in this one, Mike. He's got the green and tans. This oh, is straight from I the comic of, books, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like my brain has been purging yeah. specifically that TV show whenever it needs to remember something new. But, yeah, I, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, the actor's name is Danny Ramirez, <laughs> and I cannot think of uh, his character's name there. But, yeah, he, he um, in the comic books, that guy becomes the Falcon when, when um, yeah. you know, Sam Wilson becomes Captain America because yeah. he, he always needs a Falcon. So, He's got the military colors kind of going on. Yeah. If you look one more person over, you see somebody that desperately needs sunscreen. That is a a shiny neck. Is is that me? So they're shooting outdoors if you need. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. This person looks like they're pretty tan, Chris. I don't don't know if that's possible for you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. I've been sitting in the sun all week. Thank you, Mike. Hey, I mean. You don't know what freckles I have on my skin right now. I mean, uh, I shouldn't be judging. I also yeah. do not actively I'm and ha- cannot tan. We're house cats. <laughs> we, we know what we are. And then lastly, the last photos. We have three photos. If you're in our show notes, you can click on these links. Check out the image. Or no, this is actually a video of um, you know Anthony Mackie uh, on set. And it looks like, he, again, he's at that plane wing, right? Same, same place. <laughs> yeah. But he's in mm-hmm. regular civilian clothes. This isn't even the suit we just talked about. Um, and two other... Uh, people. One of them, the taller man in the suit, is um, WWE uh, actor wrestler uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Um, if you not. scroll down, uh, you're gonna see him. I think he's like, you're gonna see him in wrestling with like long hair. If you scroll down, oh, this, I see. Of, yeah, he's got like a man bun. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got long hair. So he um, is apparently looks like literally from these outfits playing someone in the Serpent Society, right? Like those look like snake the serpent society already sounds like a, a wrestling like yeah thing. right like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, we, yeah we're, they're they're hitting him with the uh with the little snake uh snake eyes but this makes me think you know obviously in this if you watch this video uh i should turn the sound off while i'm talking uh there there's something in between them they're filming it and it like like it flies off right in a random direction and they have to run after it um who knows what it is i have no idea but do you think that maybe the Captain America suit for Anthony Mackie does an Iron Man thing where it like appears over, like Black Panther like appears over him and like because like this just looks like the same scene literally from the other photos. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just, I'm still trying to find in this video like where is Anthony Mackie? He's the guy like, in the blue jacket. That's that's Anthony Mackie is it, in the it, blue jacket. He's it, a stand-in, isn't it? Is it is it a stand-in? Uh, oh. oh. It could be a stand-in, I suppose. Yeah, that could be a possibility, but it do- it does not look like the same human being as yeah. uh, Anthony Mackie. I think Anthony Mackie's taller, or like either that wrestling that, guy. That wrestling guy's really, really big. He's really big oh, okay. guy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like again, I I don't think I think it's an Anthony Mackie stand-in mm-hmm. for sure. But um, you know, we could be wrong. But I I think you know possibly that they they end up putting it on him like a suit comes on over him, if you yeah, will. So. I, I will I will use this moment since we're talking about suits kind of power sets if if not I would just love in this in this movie I just need anyone to acknowledge 
that uh, Falcon uh, Anthony Mackie is not super powered in yeah. any way, right? I, I just want it stated that even even if it's in a positive light of like he's fighting an uphill battle, so he's going to need help or something like that. All he has is the suit because like mm-hmm. I, I'm still yep. getting over the fact that like they just kind of plop him in as a one to one replacement for Captain America when one of the most iconic things about Captain America is he went through the super soldier serum, right? That's yep. what made him like the, like I know holistically you say, no, it's the person that made him the hero, but like the power set is what made him effective. Well, so it, I it, just, it made, I want it, some made him viable. And I think yeah. it will like, honestly, you I don't think they won't acknowledge because you have literally again, um, they're bringing most of the incredible Hulk cast into this, right? Remember Betsy mm-hmm. Ross is there. Uh, they've recast General Ross with Harrison Ford, and the leader, uh, played by Tim Blake Nelson, is going to be in here. And Tim Blake Nelson aren't, aren't they bringing the guy back um, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier too? That like was the kind of excommunicated soldier from like the Korean War or something, and like he couldn't he couldn't have been oh, yeah. like the 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 um essentially the 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 super soldier the guy who like they just kind of threw away right the, yeah exactly yeah. yeah so yeah yeah he he should be in there isaiah bradley i think is his name uh is a comic mm-hmm. book name but and then you know you have the leader right um who if you remember from the incredible hulk general ross uh was trying to recreate the super soldier serum for the abomination right and then they have uh i guess the leader so I, my guess is they're trying to recreate it again but like that was i the whole point of Falcon Winter Soldier was like, he's like, I don't need to take the serum to do this. Right. Just give me your vibranium suit. But like the big thing that, you know, again, to add another layer into this is the hunt for adamantium. So I'm excited to kind of see what this is. There's a lot of moving pieces in this movie, Mike, and mm-hmm. a lot of famous people. I'm like, I really want to see what's kind of going on and kind of get a, a, a synopsis, if you will, for it. But, um, they're out filming, they're out doing stuff. So hopefully we'll get to see some more of this stuff later. Um, I know Harrison Ford is out doing um, Indiana Jones stuff, so we'll talk about that down down the, the list a little bit more. But, yeah, hopefully we'll see some more. The other thing this morning, uh, right before we start recording, a uh, Secret Invasion trailer dropped. Uh, and as as you should, Mike, you asked, um, hey, has the, is there a sporting event for this that's tied to this? No, it's just <laughs> it is a, a, just it a is a Sunday after all. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a, a noon on a Sunday kind of thing. Um, so, uh, this, this trailer was, um, again, Secret Invasion has a really cool mood to it, right? Like really Mm -hmm. like a spy thriller. You don't know who it is. Why is Nick Fury the most wanted man after, you know, he's been technically been out in space. What's going on? Who is really a scroll at the end of the day and, and what's going on? I'm really excited to watch this. I feel this has a really, really good potential to be one of the best Disney plus shows we've had since the initial launch of like WandaVision and Loki. Right. Yeah. In a while. It really, it really feels like watching this trailer very heavily focused on Nick Fury, um, as like the main character. And then it feels like a winter soldier part two to me. Right. It yeah. almost feels like you could roll right off of that movie into this, even though the timelines don't align exactly. Uh, we are getting this soon. So it does make me wonder like, is he in space or not? I don't know if we've gotten an official announcement of if this happens before or after the Marvels. So, you know, I, is, is, like, is he going to be like at the end of this series, is he going to be in a spaceship flying I, out to space? And I then believe, we see him again in the Marvels. I believe Sam Jackson said earlier this week that this movie sets up the Marvels. So, oh, okay. Um, he could also be lying to us because I, I, why why tell us that if you know he may he may die at the end of the show right or maybe he's replaced with the scroll for good i don't know but like you know i i I could go either way he might just be saying that but like i am excited to watch this because you know i want to know what he's been up to 
I want to know all the scroll stuff. The 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 tone, like you mentioned, the tone is very Winter Soldier, very secret spy thriller esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, everyone's wearing their little their little beanie hats. You know, as they kind of yeah. go through I, here. So I don't really. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it, I didn't appreciate a lot of like the chopped up dialogue. They they pretty yeah. much force Nick Fury to say in this trailer by just piecing the words together, like I got to do this on my own for yeah. myself it's my problem or something yeah. like I got to do that. It's just like, yeah. I'm sure he's not stringing all those words together. I, exactly like that. Very yeah. cheesy. Okay. Sounding. We, we get it. You're not calling the Avengers. You just had to yeah. say that. Like I can't call the Avengers. I don't know who to trust. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to explain it further to us. We understand. So, um, but they, but they're leaning that. So this is coming out, uh, June. So we're a little, you know, month, but I think a month, a month today, tomorrow away from this. So, uh, we'll keep you guys posted as we get closer to Secret Invasion and as they probably ramp up some of the other uh, materials for it. Also, this week, uh, Marvel slash Disney have announced the uh, streaming Disney Plus release dates of the two remaining Disney Plus shows for the year. And correct me if I'm wrong, we've only had... Secret Invasion will be our first Disney Plus streaming show, right, of this year? Mm-hmm. And um, Loki will be our second, and that is launching in October... So, uh, this is, um, I don't have the, the exact dates. Well, up. Ma- Marvel streaming because, um, Mando. Would have right. right yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel, Marvel on Disney plus. So the only Marvel on Disney plus we've had thus far, um, was, will be secret invasion. Loki starts October 6th and runs, uh, for, I believe six weeks, um, is, I believe is the, the number of episodes for this. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the interesting thing about October 6th, Mike, it goes back to Fridays. They're they're putting the shows back on Fridays, starting oh. with Loki. Uh, so I don't know if maybe they saw. The, I don't understand their logic between what days they're doing. Maybe they see more pickup over a weekend, right? Talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to be analytics related. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, they saw good on Wednesdays for some. They're like, we'll move them all to Wednesday. Well, you can't you can't maintain that over that. So mm-hmm. this will be back on Fridays, and apparently, according to um, uh, some reports, is that this will. Quote, unquote, clear up Jonathan Major's future as Kang when the show is done. <laughs> Wouldn't uh, it be funny, the the very first episode, they um, they call back to the scene at the end where, you know, they're looking at that stat- that big monolithic statue in that office mm-hmm. of the TVA, and then it, they just totally digitally altered the likeness of yeah. Kang to something totally. Like, okay, that explains it. <laughs> Loki sneezes and it becomes somebody else uh, mm-hmm. at the end of it. So... Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really, you know, Kang, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm excited to dive back into Loki, right? This is technically the first season two from a Marvel show on Disney+, Plus. so really, really excited to dive back into that. Tom Hiddleston has just been killing this role since 2011, right, since, since he signed up, so I'm glad they keep bringing him back somehow. He's died every other movie he's been in, so um, <laughs> they, they, keep, they keep bringing him back in true comic fashion. The other side of this is uh, Echo. The show Echo is coming on November 29th. Um, and the the difference here is all of the Echo episodes will drop on that day, November 29th. Which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, is the Friday after Thanksgiving? I, I, uh, I'm going to pull that up, go through the months Yeah, here. it kind of seems like it. Yeah. Uh, November. Uh, no, Thanksgiving's the 23rd. This is the week after. Um, mm-hmm. So that is actually also on a Wednesday. So they've gone back to Wednesday for the echo and dropping it for all the episodes after this. Now there are a couple things here. Um, I've seen, you know, people like, Oh, this means the quality is bad. This means it's awful. 
Could be. The other thing is, there are contracts for these shows that they have to release them by the end of the year when they start production. First, um, you're familiar with these contracts, right? Like, hey, you signed up for the show, you have to release it by X, Y, or Z, or the producers get, you know, penalty payments or whatever kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, uh, and then I was also reading more into this. Apparently, Hollywood sees silence slash shutdown for most of December for shows and news and releases. So, is that since you're out there, do you, do you feel that that's true as well? Like December is kind of like a, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's slow. Yeah. Things usually don't pick back up until like mid January, sometimes even like Martin Luther King day, the very next year when things I would say fully full steam get back going. But that, I feel like that really shouldn't be affecting the release of something that is completed. Uh, I think the, the contractual thing makes a little bit more sense. Right. Yeah. And if Echo really is, you know, rooted in the MCU and it has to air maybe after Loki mm-hmm. for some reason, like, you know, because why wouldn't you maybe just throw Loki maybe at the end of the summer or something like that, right? No. You know, maybe in lead up to Loki. There must be something in there narratively that they have to do before. So, um, but I mean, all, 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 all I can say is like, I can't imagine there is a big appetite out there right now for the character of Echo. I'm not saying yeah. that the show is bad or the the leads in the show are not maybe famous in their own right with um, with people that have seen them in other things, right? But the, the character like almost is meaningless to the MCU at this point in time. I don't think there's been a big cultural impact from the Hawkeye TV show really maybe even outside of like Rogers, which was just like a gimmick in yeah. the background of one episode's and then, uh, I mean, Haley Steinfeld herself, you know, is popular, but like that, that show didn't really have as much as an impact as I thought it would have, um, you know, the, yeah. the events of the, of the show really haven't come to fruition really in any given way. Well, so I, I just don't think people are on their edge of their seat waiting to be like, Oh my God, what happened to echo? You know? Yeah. So echo was always a weird choice to, to spin off. Right. Like of all the ones, mm-hmm. like knowing that daredevil born again is coming and like, you know, Daredevil's in She-Hulk, Kingpin was in, in, in Hawkeye, Echo is very interesting. And from what I understand is uh, Daredevil will appear in this show, uh, and possibly uh, the Kingpin as well. Um, so my guess is it's a stepping stone into Born Again, but, you know, as you mentioned, we've not really had a lot of content since Hawkeye, right, uh, to to be on this ground level, to, to talk about this. I mean, She-Hulk had, again, Daredevil a little bit, but he wasn't in Echo. It was just the Kingpin, right? So, uh, it, it we're not seeing those results like you mentioned quickly or or fast. It, so, I mean, it could be beneficial because if this is like a character itself that maybe is not going to draw a lot of people to the streaming service to watch it, this will be the first time, Chris, you and I both will be able to binge a Marvel series all at once because yeah. we are always, you know, we try to keep up to date and watch them the second they come out so we avoid spoilers. This will be our first experience watching an all-in-one narrative and maybe that works out really, really well with this character because, you know, if they don't start off like super strong, hitting the ground running right, you know, yeah less likely to tune in the following week right you know yeah yeah exactly you know you're not getting the 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 news and you know if daredevil's in this uh like he's rumored to be and 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 possibly kingpin they want that news like if my the the theory is he's in episode two if he's not in episode one and you don't you're not going to come back for two of daredevil's in it right so the binge model works in this situation to get everyone hyped and talking about oh did you see daredevil appearance no well i'm gonna go watch the show real fast 
you know, and, and get through it. I, I think the other thing kind of with this is, uh, I don't know how, no one knows how many episodes there are. Is it four? Is it mm. six? Is it eight? Um, if it's four episodes, it's going to be interesting. They've not done a four episode show before. Um, and maybe the binge model kind of lets them set up the shows how they want them to be, right? Like, hey, yeah, we've got six episodes of content, but it cuts better into four episodes just a little longer. Yeah, yeah I mean, that. my assumption. My assumption is, though, they did not know it was going to be binge when they were shooting and editing it, yeah. and it just happens to be releasing this way. So um, I would I would expect kind of like cliffhangers at the yeah. end of episodes that get you to come well, back, you know, next week. But well, you don't have to wait. <laughs> well, absolutely. But at the same time, like if they have to, maybe maybe like, hey, we've got six episodes, but we got some fluff. Maybe we can cut it down to five. You know, mm-hmm. let's do five. Uh, they have time between now and November to edit rather than try to you know, film new stuff and put it in there. So could be, but we don't know yet. We'll, we'll tell you more, but these are the two shows. Loki and echo will be dropping uh, later this year. So Marvel will have the three, um, TV shows. Um, I guess on Disney plus by the end of the year, starting with again, uh, secret invasion, Loki and echo. The other show that's filming currently right now is Agatha coven of chaos, uh, which, uh, we know very little about. We just know it has to deal with Agatha Harkness from the WandaVision. So another spinoff from that, including vision quest, uh, but Aubrey Plaza shared a uh, photo on her Snapchat this week uh, showing a chair or, or I guess a, a, a something from this show called The Darkhold Diaries, Mike. And I sent this to you right away uh, mm-hmm. because it is the weirdest thing I've seen uh, in a while coming off of this stuff. And it looks to be, um, again, it's got Marvel uh, and in, in the Dis- Marvel Studios in the Disney font, this is the Darkhold Diaries in like the Princess Diaries logo. Yes, this is a hundred percent a, 100% a um, not ripoff, but you know, a parody. It is, a, an, it is an homage, a parody to the Princess Diaries logo, almost like one to one in a yeah. way. So you know, it's got to be intentional. And this is interesting because this is something I have not thought of before. I thought, you know the kind of um, storytelling device that they used in WandaVision was very much rooted in like Wanda's past trauma of being exploded kind of next to a television with like yeah. a Tony Stark bomb. Um, uh, so uh, I- I'm curious how they kind of, if this is the direction they're going and they do like fun parodies like this, I'm totally down for Cause I love that mm-hmm. idea, but I'm curious how you um, put that into the narrative of Agatha, right? right. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, when she was a kid, there was no such thing as a, a as as a missile or television. She was, yeah. you know, in a Salem witch. back in the you know back in well, the witch trials. So um, it'll be. I'm sure they could they can find a way. I just don't know what it is. Well, my theory would be that this may be a, a remnant of Wanda's spell on Agatha, or maybe this is the episode where she's under Wanda's spell, right? Um, remember like she was like, I guess not, not cursed, but hexed to like be a different Mm -hmm. person. Like what if that episode is like, Oh, this is, you know, the flashback to whenever I was under Wanda's control and everything was like princess diaries, like fluff. Like she, she put Mm -hmm. me into my own movie in my head kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say Aubrey Plaza was not supposed to share that would yeah. be my guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think we were supposed to know this, but it's interesting they have like a director's chair with that logo on it, right? Like mm-hmm. are they making director's chairs yeah. for every and, and episode? It's <laughs> and it's hard to say was it a chair or like was it like a a, a screen she took a picture of? It wasn't clear to me when I when I looked it yeah. back up. Um, but it's funny people have already taken like this really weird angled like screenshot of like a Snapchat and they've already turned it into like, you can 
buy it on a t-shirt right now like one of those like direct printing like t-shirt places i'm sure the quality is horrible but i just thought that was really funny <laughs> yeah yeah i mean anything leaks from one of these things and they just kind of go for it but um yeah so she she's uh 100 filming um i guess she's the villain in in this show so uh if she's got anything on set that'd be that'd be right there so we'll keep you guys posted as this one kind of comes out uh flipping over to some star wars news like star wars news uh in good news uh ahsoka is confirmed to be coming out august 31st on disney plus literally the last day uh for august they're they're like it'll come out in august okay the first day nope the last absolute last and i'm slipping through my calendar here so that's a thursday um for this show which is interesting i'm good i want um i want uh, i want top tier filoni back yeah, I, uh, um, I was I, I've surprised as kind of some of the dust has settled from Mando season three and I've seen other people's kind of like rankings of the seasons or all Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm surprised more people are aligned with me than I thought they were of not enjoying the third season of Mando, because, you know, when you visit like the Mandalorian subreddit, right, you get a lot of like huge fans that, you know, will love pretty much anything that comes out of Mando or Star Wars. And, you know, they were you know, not necessarily making apolo- uh, apologizing for it, but they were just, you know, vibing with it and having fun. And I don't want to rain on their parade, but I kind of thought like maybe I was out of the ordinary, but now as things have kind of moved on, I'm like, okay, yeah. Third season was not as effective as it probably should have been. So let's move along to the next one and get pure uncut Filoni mm-hmm. on Ahsoka and see how that goes. Well, like, like so, yeah, I like, so I don't think he was part of season three at all. So I'm, I'm interested exactly. to see what this is a true, live action sequel if you will to his animated work right this would be the first time he's really been able to create something of his own uh from from that storyline right uh literally picking up where rebels ended uh 20 years later or so 10 years later whatever the time passage is in this universe uh for them and um really really deal with that it's so wild when you describe it like that because historically it's gone the opposite direction right it's when like a live action property has wrapped up and then they can get enough momentum going to maybe do like an animated sequel right you know maybe something that's like direct to netflix or something like that this is the this is the one time where it's gone the other direction which is kind of interesting yeah um and and so yeah so I'm, i'm excited to dive into this and see more about it because the other part of this news here is the rumored slash now debunked i don't know this is this is all up in the air. Um, the title for Dave Filoni's live action movie is called Star Wars Heir to the Empire. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like really true to his. Thrawn would be the villain and would do it, but like someone else is like, no, that's really not good. Someone else was like recently was like, no, that's not the title at all. They wouldn't literally steal from the books, right? Or, or use a line from the trailer. So I don't know which way it goes. To me, it doesn't matter what it's called as long as it's good, could you, right? Like, could just be a working title. Yeah, call it whatever you want. I, I don't care as long as it's a good movie that brings all of this stuff together and like, you know, puts a nice little bow on it for the time being. Um, mm-hmm. at, at the end of Star- it, so yeah. Star Wars movie titles are cool, though, in a way, because I feel like all of the Disney Plus shows, I I think have like literally just been named after the character, right? Andor, Mandalorian, Book Ahsoka. of Boba Fett. Ahsoka. I mean, you've got yeah. like Skeleton Crew coming out, which could be the name of the crew, yeah. right? So that could literally be the name. So it's kind of nice. I feel like the, the uh, Star Wars title, you know, after that colon, uh, mm. Star Wars colon, whatever, it has a lot of gravitas to it. And like, man, you remember last time we got this with um, 
uh, Rise of was Sky- Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. People speculated about that title until the until the movie yeah. came out. Until the day it came out. And, and the, again, if if they go with Air uh, uh, to the Empire, it's fine. Like there's uh, so many legacy book titles that are just awesome that they could pull from, right? Like it doesn't have to be this, but we'll we'll pull the book title to make it sound cool, like Marvel does with their titles, right? Like Multiverse of Madness, great title. None if the comic there was a comic version, it wouldn't be anything identical to it. Age of Ultron, great title comic book had nothing to do with what the, the movie did so uh yeah there's some some cool stuff out there so hopefully we we get some confirmation of that they'll probably my guess is the end of ahsoka they'll unveil it right like you know these characters will return in whatever or the empire or something like that so mm-hmm. we'll see more um this august or it's august uh, september when that drops on the flip side of star wars um prepare to abandon a sinking ship mike because the Galactic Star Cruiser event hotel experience at Disney World is shutting down only after 18 months of operation. And yeah. while this sucks, Crazy. I think this is great because that goes to show that as this was an expensive venture, Mike. We, we priced it out just for funsies, right? Right. Not even to uh, me and my wife were going to stay there, but it's for funsies. This is an expensive event that is very unique, but... Like, I don't want them to get the idea, like, yeah, we need to add more expensive ex- exclusive events and get rid of the affordable options to go to go to the parks. Yeah. So. I, I'm, there are some people that are kind of hoping that maybe they just kind of turn it into, like, a themed hotel that yeah. doesn't require, like, a whole, like, pomp and circumstance. So yeah. you could just, like, stay there and be, like, in Star Wars land and then you just go to the park, you know. No um, no shows in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do uh, – I do – know an extreme star wars fan that had the opportunity to go on the star cruiser and they said it was one of the best experiences of their life so if and obviously the people that are going to pay this money to go to this are big star wars fans so as as far as i know the people that do get the experiences they it is pretty amazing it's very immersive uh, they the the actors that are like hired to be the the personas on the ship like they try to carry the story th- thread throughout your stay so if they see you again you know they do their best to like remember your name and talk about the events that happened last night and they they also they'll give you like secret like passes and tips to go do things of just like oh here follow me and you like you you just kind of like wander it's like this whole immersive experience but yeah the the price tag that is the hardest yeah. sell and I I do wonder you know sometimes like you know you can have as many like fancy accountants and analytics and marketing projections as possible right and I'm sure somewhere on paper. At one point in time, that price tag was exactly scientifically pinpointed as working, but it just it, the models don't always work. So yeah, unfortunately for some big Star Wars heads out there, uh, y- I think you're running out of time. I think I saw a headline that said the final it's October the, quote final voyage had already been booked. So maybe no, you can kind of they, find some spots in between the final voyage. They, they have not. They have stopped taking bookings to the end of this month to get everyone who has booked in there. But like they will open them back up through October. Like they, it is officially closing like in October. So there will be some ways to get in there. But I, I think you know again, like you said, it's not the quality of the experience. I don't think at all like this is a bad like oh it's awful so no one did it. It's just this is an entirely different level of going to a star or like a holiday mm-hmm. or uh, like a, like a theme park. Uh, that's a holiday world. That's a local thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney world. But you know, I'm looking at, there's only a hundred rooms in this, this, uh, this resort. 
Mike. Like, there's only 100 rooms in this whole building, the Star Cruiser thing. And, you know, yes, of course you live there. But I also looked up that it was announced uh, in, in um, not 2019, like maybe maybe 2019. So my guess is, you know, again, the state of the economy, the uh, pandemic, everything else has, like, really made, like you mentioned, early on, probably a great idea. But everything else has, like, been working against it since it was built and opened. Uh, no, it'd be that. really cool is if this lived on as like a VR experience, right? Mm-hmm. If you could maybe officially licensed or fan made, like if you could just like be there like virtually, I think that could still be pretty cool. And then you could even amp it up even more. You know, you can make it bigger because it's, you know, it's all polygons, right? But yeah, it'd be cool if the story in some way could be preserved. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, great, great experience idea. Great thing. But again, price tags just... Yeah, I would absolutely it, never pay to do that. Yeah, if you can't <laughs> fill the rooms, it's not worth the thing. But like you said, if they can turn into like a regular like a hotel or something without demolishing it, maybe maybe they could keep it open and you know, just walk right in the Star Wars uh, land. Uh, something I, I'm really surprised they've never opened at uh, Disney is is an Indiana Jones World, right? Like uh, they have like the the stunt. They have the ride. Area. They have, well, they have the stunt thing. Is it, there's an Indiana Jones ride? Is that Disneyland? Yeah, there, there's one out here in Disney. Yeah, I know there's the um, the stunt thing here in Disney World down in down Florida, like where they show you like how they do the boulders and the plane, like it's like a big stunt thing going on. Um, but uh, at the end of this month, May thirty first, I guess uh, a little over a week, all four Indiana Jones movies and the Young Indiana Jones show will be on Disney Plus. Oh, and I believe this is the first time that show has been available on streaming like twelve years or something like that. Pretty close to it. Um, yeah. So if you're an Indiana Jones fan, so I know we have some out there. You'll be able mm-hmm. to catch them all on one streaming service. Uh, for that, I've, I my goal before the fifth movie comes out is to watch all these, right? So um, yeah. I feel like those first three Indiana Jones movies have, in my opinion, kind of like transcended. I guess like franchise in a way where like you consider like everything like IP, IP, IP where I feel like it's more like those first three movies, they're just good films. Like mm-hmm. people study so those. You're going to film school for like specific things. You know, you're going to, you're going to, if you get online, you're going to find people do not like temple of doom. Like a lot of people recently, they're like, this movie is not that good, but because I it was t- bookended by the first one and the third one, they're like, we've given it a pass, but I, th- yeah. I think it's I think it's fun to look at in a sense of even like I was saying before with like film education yeah. the circumstances of it like I think it, what it was like Lucas like right off of his divorce or something well like I think that. him and Spielberg <laughs> were both going through divorces or something like it was yeah, they were both hor- so I, they were going through horrible situations so they made a prequel and were just horrible to the people in the movie like when they yeah, so wrote it so I think that's just like that's just the fun data point right you know if you're really into that type of stuff of looking at it through that lens of just like how mm. how does just somebody's just personal life and just physical like emotions just affect a filmmaking process right yeah. and, but yeah, obviously the first and third and i've not visited kingdom of the crystal skull in a while so i'd like to just watch them all just to have them all kind of under the belt right before you go into the fifth one uh and you know final one and then um the tickets are on sale this week for the fifth one uh it was premiered at the Cannes film festival and um, so I was telling Mike earlier, uh, if you want to not know anything about this movie, uh, the entire plot is online somewhere. People have been posting. I've seen scrolled past uh, some things. So uh, I would start blocking your keywords and you're ready to buy your tickets for this when it comes out in June next month. Uh, oh, Avatar. I forgot about Avatar. I put it in here. We were going to talk about it. Avatar. The Way of Water is coming to Disney Plus and the Mac streaming service on the same day, uh, June 7th. 
Mike, so in a little over two weeks, you can catch the streaming version of Avatar 2 on two of your favorite streaming services. Well, I believe it was stated on like a Disney earnings call that this, you know, was going to be a strategy for Disney moving forward of like, we're not going to hold on to all of our content. You know, we'll license it out where it kind of fits accordingly. And this is a big license. uh, This is going to bring in a lot of money to license this movie. Exactly. I saw, um, I don't know who the person was. I came across somebody that had a a hot take online and uh, they were uh, propositioning the uh, losers of the streaming war and the winners of the streaming war right now. Mm -hmm. And they stated the loser was a paramount. Uh, plus, and you know, they were able to defend that with just numbers, right? You know, how much money they've lost and so on. Mm-hmm. But uh, the uh, winner, I thought interestingly, they stated was Sony because Sony does not have a streaming service they have to worry about losing money on, and then they just sell. Yeah their content to other streaming services and even sell off their other streaming I, uh, um, uh, companies like Crunchyroll. They sold that for a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, they're selling all of the Spider-Man movies on a license to Disney Plus that they'll, yeah. I don't know, five or and six Netflix. years be able to sell again to somebody else. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they stated that Sony is the is the winner because they don't have to deal with the, uh, with the debt of the streaming that. service on their ledger. So... I, I think this is going to be more of a thing going forward. Just like how I said, I was watching True Blood at the top of the show on Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. When it was an HBO show. Now on HBO, you can watch Avatar, which yeah. is... Uh, you can't call it HBO. You just have to call it Max now, Mike. This is yeah, Discovery. Sorry. Uh, sorry. So, this, is going to bust it's, down my door. It's Disney Plus and Max. That's great. Um, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more cross-pollinating on content that people... we They're not able to hold... Like, we... Again, like Disney's, like it was earlier this week, they're moving a bunch of stuff that they own and was made for streaming, specifically Willow. It's not even been out for six months, Mike, like the, the Willow yeah. TV show. Like, oh, we're removing it from streaming. Okay, well, that, you know, again, I, shows what, you the flaws in this this logic of, of streaming only kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I do feel bad for, like, um, especially with the writer strike going on, I see a lot of people kind of like pouring out their, um, their um, soul into uh these movies and just to have them stream and then or series and then get removed just a couple months later so it's like years of your life just kind of like evaporated like even though you can agree if you look at the list of things being removed from like disney plus like it's not super engaging stuff right there's a reason it's being removed because they see it as like oh it's not gonna it's a negative somebody's cost. not going to be somebody's not going to be so like um turned off by the idea that this is being removed and canceled yeah. their they're not taking I the marvel it. movies off of, of disney yeah. plus kind of thing yeah yeah i i just wish that there was like a there was like a backup yeah. or something like you know can it one when, when once willow is removed you know could you can you still go on itunes right and mm-hmm. buy the series digitally right well, i'm not 100 percent sure uh, yeah. I, it just if there was just another option, I just don't want any media in general to ever just evaporate or be like locked on a hard drive. It should always be available because a lot of creative people worked really hard on it. Yeah, well, exactly, and, and it's just disappearing. Now, the other thing is there will take this and license it to other streamers. So, like, I could see yes. Willow showing up, or what is it called, Willow? The, the show? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was Willow, so I was getting confused. Now, like, showing up on Tubi, right? An ad-supported service or something like or that. Or, like, Freebie or Pluto or something. That is Crackle. true, too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, I, it, could sh- it, it could show up on Roku TV and find so, a, a brand new audience and theoretically get yeah. a second season. Who knows? Yeah. So, like, they're they're not... Some of these, they're, they're, they're removing them to license them off so they actually make money off of them, right? But at, at the same time, I'm like, you... 
you're, when you're make it for streaming only and then you take it down, you're defeating the purpose of having your streaming only service. Like, don't, like, it's gone. Like, literally, if they don't take it down, don't license it anywhere, where will you ever watch this again, Mike? It's just gone to the, to the ether. Because um, mm-hmm. they're not doing physical releases. I didn't, I just looked up Willow. It's not on iTunes unless you buy the movie, not the TV show. It's not on there. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's giving me, you know, again, like you mentioned last week, a little bolster of, of confidence of downloading everything that I want to keep. Um, and then also, you know, some physical media is, is still relevant in the age of things just disappearing off the internet. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a long way to say Avatar 2 is coming to two t- streaming services, uh, but, <laughs> but the idea is, you know, they will be, the idea is that they need to make money. They're going to license things to cheaper stuff that's removed from them could be licensed to lesser known streaming services. But obviously Avatar, um, the biggest money-making franchise in the world, right? Both movies are one and two in the world of all time. Yeah, you're going to want to get more eyes on this and get some money out of it. So um, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't know if I'm going to rewatch Avatar The Way of Water, but I also want to point out there's no physical release date for this movie either. They've not announced a DVD, Blu-ray, 4K for this at all. Just streaming, so um, very interesting. Venom 3, Mike, I know you've got... You, you're just so excited to, to revisit the Venom universe. Um, they've added actor uh, Shawetel EGO4. I, I, I always butcher his name. He is Mordo in the Marvel universe. He will join the cast as a co-star to Tom Hardy, not just an add-on, right? He's a technically a co-star from this movie, Tom Hardy. So this actually brought up a lot of conversation this week. Is he going to be a new character for the franchise, or is it this universe's Baron Mordo? Oh, I I mean... Because technically, he was in the MCU, Venom was, for a little bit, before he went back. I mean, I feel like I've I've had, like, therapy sessions over this movie in this franchise, I feel like, mm-hmm. where I've come full circle in a way. Uh, I just wanted it gone and disappear, and I didn't want it to, you know, affect my MCU. But now that I know it's not going anywhere and I can't get rid of it, I just want them the the full send it. Yeah. Just go all in. Yes, absolutely. It is Baron Mordo. I want to see some. I want to see Venom fighting up against some yeah. magic. I want to see whatever they're gonna throw at me. Um, please, I want to see more. It, Mo- I want to see more Morbius. I, it's I so think, weird that I, I think, want that. I think Mordo is interesting because Doctor Strange and Spider Man right had such a they they, they piled around for two movies. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit so having Mordo with Venom is very interesting if that's the case I would 100% support this right yes give a, an alternate version of Mordo to mm-hmm. Venom to hunt him down or work with him whatever they have to do let's see magic and alien goo at the same time uh, Okay, sign me up remind, remind me what happened to kind of our main line universes Mordo cuz I know we'd see another version he's of He's still he's Mordo. still alive in the uh movie universe somewhere. Okay, he, so he, he's out there we just don't know. There was a cut scene or like it, it wasn't even filmed it was actually just storyboarded where Wanda kills Mordo first at the beginning of Multiverse of Madness oh, but they, yeah, but they never kinda, released it so they just I had him I kind of remember that. Yeah, they had him with the Illuminati on the other world. And it and it has been, you know, and we've we've visually seen Mordo, the actor, that character does exist in other universes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I think he's a great actor. I think it'd be be great if they go if if they were like, hey, Marvel, can we borrow a character? Marvel's like, absolutely. Have some fun with Venom <laughs> yeah. Three. Make a we good one for once. We almost killed him anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had him for all of ten seconds at a bar. 
So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool, other than doing a character. Uh, on the other side of this, uh, Across the Spider-Verse, everything's picking up for this movie, Mike. It is coming out mm-hmm. in, like, two weeks. Uh, no, less than. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, so they're putting Miles and Spider-Man 2029 in, in Fortnite, so I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more cross-promotions. Maybe some energy drinks with them on there. I don't know. Like, get ready for the synergy for this movie to, to really kick oh, in the yeah. gear. I'm down a clown. I'm so excited for this movie. Um, everything else, I'm 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 excited for. But like, I have so much hype to get and watch this movie finally. Yeah. See what's going on. Because they've it. already they've already had at least one other Spider-Man in Fortnite, right? Yeah, I've I've, I've uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. I've got Spider Gwen in Fortnite. Uh, I just unlocked uh, part of this promotion is a um, Spider Ham comes out of one of those little octagon portals <laughs> and gives me uh, a hammer to to smash nice. stuff with. So love it. Um, yeah, they they've definitely done that. Venom, Venom and Carnage have both been in this game, so they are they're in it. So excited to have Miles. Speaking of video games, Mortal Kombat Two, the movie, Mike, uh, uh, this week uh, confirmed that actress uh, Tati Gabrielli uh, from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina will play the character Jade. Do you remember who Jade is? Uh, it's it's funny because uh, my wife watched a little bit of this Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, so I have I'm familiar with the uh, actress. Uh, and yeah, th- that makes sense to me. I feel like those characters align. She kind of plays like a, a villainous role in Sabrina anyway. So I feel like this, this kind of goes together. Well, is Jade a villain though? Or am I thinking uh, of somebody well, else? Well, te- she's both. Yes. So, um, in, in the Mortal Kombat games, there are two timelines, if you will, uh, cause they're, they're all this time travel shit. It's crazy in other universes, but yes, she was a villain as a, as a villain when she first appeared and then. Uh, in another timeline, she is not a villain. So she, I 100% see them using the original timeline and making her a villain in this. She's obviously one of the fighters, uh, one of the um, female fighters who has the green outfit, right? Because her name is Jade. So mm-hmm. um, she'll definitely be having on the green outfit for that. Uh, the other part of this, um, on the flip side, is I don't have the trailer in here, Mike. I don't know if you've seen that. I'll link it before we do it. Is I'm the- a... I'm- I'm watching it right now as you talk. Okay, Mortal Kombat 1 was announced. Uh, and this is one of those situations where uh, a team of executives named a video game rather than actually thinking about a good name for a video game. Uh, because well, it's like once you once you get too high up in the numbers, it, they start to lose their impact. So you got to re- reroute and go back to 1. Yeah. Uh, see, see Xbox One yeah. as a similar route. <laughs> exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not down with any of these. So, so Mortal Kombat 1 is technically Mortal Kombat 13. Um, because at the end of 12, Liu Kang is now the fire God, uh, powers, his God powers. So in this one, he creates a new universe and, you know, you get to pick whether you're good or bad in this and there's, there's fighting in it, obviously. So, um, <laughs> it's going to be, obvious. it's coming out in September, Mortal Kombat 1. It's got a lot of fighters, a lot of, you know, people we've seen before, but the biggest announcement I think was leaked to the Amazon listing is that the DLC has already been announced for this. Uh, the first, uh, I guess, guest fighters in the DLC, and the three non-MK fighters are, and and I am so, just as so surprised as you are, Mike, to say this: Homelander, <laughs> Peacemaker, and Omni Man from all, Invincible. All characters that have a very similar Venn diagram, right? They're all yeah. kind of like asshole anti-heroes in, in yes. a way, right? Uh, and I feel like that's a pretty good fit uh, for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, um, Homelander and Omni-Man are very similar in terms of mm-hmm. power abilities and what they do. So that one, to me, 
is it's just like how are they going to make these two really feel different? They're both the also just kind of modeled after the same original super. They're both kind of Superman Sup- equivalents. Yeah, yeah, they're they're asshole Supermans. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker, I get he's got helmets, he's got abilities. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, NetherRealm made the Injustice game, so they've got some DC. The DC always is an appearance in all these games. They're owned by Warner Brothers Publishing, so. Um, Peacemaker, I think that's going to be fun, but Homelander and Omni Man, I'm just like these are very similar. But that's some cool, you know. Hey, if you're into comic books and superhero stuff, we got some stuff for you. Like we're not it just would... doing. Yeah, easy. I'm curious if they get you know a J.K. Simmons right to come yeah. in and do voice uh, for Omni Man. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see the actor that does Homelander right because he's not as like prestigious as jk simmons i'm not saying he's bad anyway uh, the actor yeah. who plays homelander is amazing right yeah. but i could i could see him being down for voicing a mortal Kombat character more than jk simmons <laughs> but it could be an easy i mean that's i mean you, i know i know vo for video games is a little bit more intensive because you have to do lots of miscellaneous grunts but yeah. um it would be cool if they got the original voice actors for all three of these in yeah well i mean so peacemaker is the only question because technically he's had animated voices in the injustice they always use different you know different voices so do you do you want like a john cena voice pack maybe for for peacemaker <laughs> that'd be cool um or do you like do you think they'll do the john cena look simply because we have that as a visual for peacemaker for everybody yeah um, i mean I, if, if you're like obviously if you're uh, a um a warner brothers a wb games executive right which is what this game is out of you want exactly yeah. what i said you want you want it to be the most similar to the other successful yeah. things that are out right now Right, exactly. And then what they did in the other one, they actually, added, I think, added like skin packs for the, the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one uh, that you could buy and add in uh, for the characters. But these three are, are very, very interesting. There's some other characters as well, like the, they're Mortal Kombat staples. And I'm like, I don't really care about these. But these three really stuck out as like, oh, they're going they're going hard for super-powered superheroes yeah. in this. The- some of the other ones we've seen before, like Terminator, the Predator, Alien, mm-hmm. um you know, stuff like that have been have been really interesting. The Joker uh, for for DC, so these are really cool. At the end of the day, the cinematic trailer was beautiful. Lot it's uh, lots of close ups of skin textures at the beginning, which look yeah. technically great, and then the pools of blood show up the second oh, half of so the trailer. So many, so much blood, stomping <laughs> I, and splitting yeah. and ripping skulls like, off. Yeah, it's like I kind of like you kind of forget because I don't actively play the Mortal Kombat games, so. Sometimes yeah. I forget that they are just rooted in the most graphic violence <laughs> until it happens. Oh, 12, 12 is great because, and they may have done this in eleven as well. So you can you can get in game currency and the in game currency you can buy called easy fatalities. So if you don't know the buttons or don't want to pause and try it, you can just push like a trigger and another button, and I'll just do a fatality for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really, really flex on some fatalities in the, those games, <laughs> like just by pushing a couple buttons. They are so brutal and they are so gruesome. Um, but, it's, you know, again, obviously you get to see Liu Kang, Kung, Kung Wow, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, uh, Shang Tsung looks like. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to play this. These games are great. If you ever get a chance to catch Mortal Kombat, I think 10 was just called Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11, 12, and their DLCs, uh, 12 had a really good story DLC. I recommend them. I've, I've been saying this for years, so absolutely uh, think think they're fun, so, so check those out. Mortal Kombat X was 10. It wasn't called Mortal Kombat. It was Mortal Kombat X because, obviously, X is 10 in everything you do, Mike. We just talked about Fast 10 at the top <laughs> of the show. We're going to end with Fast 10 at the end of the show. So uh, let's go ahead and get on with this. Mike, people know what you're doing, what you're up to. Where can they get you at, buddy? 
They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my webcomic at liferewardsrisk.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or still, you can send me a message on Twitter if you want to, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or video games of the same names. Could you uh, also drop your address in case uh, an underage teenager wanted to No, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. this. This makes me feel <laughs> awkward even on the show, Mike. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Uh, people know about the show where they can come back, uh, listen to us. Uh, what is our next review movie? Um, I was trying it's to think got, here. I think it's got to be Spider-Verse. Spider Verse. Spider Verse. Yep. Next weekend is a holiday weekend, folks. So enjoy your holiday weekend. But if they want to come back and listen to Spider Verse after that, where can they get to that? Oh, all you have to do is head on over to superheroslate.com. That is the avenue where we pay to host our podcast. I always try to uh, um, cloud it in like this is the headquarters. Like, no, that's the domain. That's yeah. where we. That's where we host files. We we spend money for you to listen to us, folks. Yeah. That's, that's not sure. That's where all the H. It. That's where all the HTML is at superheroslate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Reach out. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Are you buying the next Mortal Kombat game? I don't know. Are you into all that blood? That's cool. Uh, are you looking forward to Ahsoka because you weren't so uh, positively chuffed? on Mandalorian Season 3, let us know. And uh, we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.